Hello, I'm Hannah Brody, senior at York High School and member of the Student Council. This is the DuCast for September 17, 2021. Join us for an in-depth look at the people and programs that make York High School great. This is York. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first week of DuCast, and this is a podcast um, with your principal, Dr. Bagdasarian. And the purpose of these podcasts is to inform our parents and community of all the great things that are going on at York High School. And I know many of our families, our parents and community members drive into work each day, so this is a little bit um, of an opportunity to kind of listen to what's going on at York High School uh, as opposed to reading a newsletter uh, that comes out in an email. So uh, we're very excited, though, to start this podcast. And this week I have our Assistant Principal for Instruction, Dr. Adam Rubicek, with me. Um, each week I will have a different guest or, or group of students or uh, staff members here at York High School that can share some of the great things that are going on. This year um, we are really focusing on what we call our work plan and we have three areas of focus. Um, the first being equity and inclusion, the second being student engagement, and the third being student empowerment and learning. So that's really our blueprint or framework that we will use to uh, drive the work that we do uh, at York High School this year. So um, just want to introduce Dr. Adam Rubicek, who's in his second year. Um, Dr. Rubicek, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background real quick? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm really excited to be on the podcast and be the inaugural guest. Uh, yeah. I'm going I'm to try to set the bar pretty high for everybody else. So uh, to start with, I'm, I'm a York alum, class of 97, go Dukes. Uh, my first teaching job was at Maine West High School. I taught biology and was an instructional coach up there. Moved to Alliance Township High School where I was the math and science division chair. And as Dr. Bagasarian said, I'm now in my second year as assistant principal for instruction. And uh, just love coming back to York and, and getting to give back to the community and kind of walk some familiar halls. And it's always great to hire uh, former or York grads back in, uh, in our school here. Obviously, you understand the community and the school and know the rich history of York High School. So uh, we're really excited to have you back here. So. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about the work plan? I know as the assistant principal for instruction, now we work very closely um, in the work that we do here, but just talk a little bit about the work plan and the new structure this year. Yeah, our, our three areas, so the equity, engagement, and empowerment, the goal is to provide a, a framework that we can focus all of, all of our work. We can ask you know, these three key questions as to what are the things that we're doing and how do they impact students? Um, you know, unlike a traditional school improvement plan that could be in like 15 or 20 different parts, everything that we do falls back into one of these three categories and a lot of the work that we do overlaps. You know, for example, we're spending a lot of time cleaning up our grading practices and talking about the proper ways to really measure student learning. And that provides an equitable environment for all students to, to achieve, uh, to empower students to be masters of their grades, and ultimately they can be engaged with their learning. And so just by having a very focused intentional effort, in, in looking at how grades work and, and giving students opportunities for retakes and making sure that we're not measuring just completion, but we're really measuring learning, um, we can kind of hit all those different pieces. Yeah, and I think what's really great about this, you know, school improvement, you mentioned school improvement plans. Um, some, sometimes those are so large, you know, they're, they're 150 pages and, you know, you have a committee of, you know, you know, teachers, administrators, but no one really is accountable to the work. And I think this uh, with this work plan here, you know, it, it, it provides us with a little bit more clarity and direction um, and also holds everybody accountable to the work that we're doing as a building. You know. And it also provides some flexibility. I think one of the things we want to do is empower 
specifically staff members to come to us and say, here's this conference I want to go to, here's something new I want to try in the classroom, I think it's good for kids. And we can ask the question, how does this fit into our work plan? And if, and if someone can answer that question, they can, they can give us a lot of background and maybe some research or just a framework by which they're going to address some of the things that we're talking about as a school. It's all systems go, you know, give it a try. And I think, uh, you know, as we get going here, we're going to start to see a lot of teachers get creative and um, do things that we, even we as a leadership haven't thought of. And that's really what we want to do. It's about empowerment for our, for our, for our students, but also empowering our teachers to, uh, to really um, be creative. And talk a little bit about the metric. Obviously, you know, we want to make sure we're measuring what we're doing to determine whether or not it's, uh, it's working. Or, you know. So talk a little about the metrics or the various metrics that we're going to use. Um, to measure the work, you know. Yeah, there, there's a lot of different places where we can look to see, you know, where we're truly having an impact. Um, you know, one place is obviously AP enrollment rates. You can look at graduation rates, but I think we want to get a little more granular and let's just look at our passing rates. Um, and at the end of each semester, we want to make sure that the majority of our students are, you know, achieving in the classroom. And if they aren't, we should know specifically who those students are and why they aren't. Um, you know, when a student fails a class. When it, it is rare, but we want to be able to point to all the different interventions that we've tried, what the students have tried, and, and really see if we can come up with a reason why they haven't passed. So I think those passing rates within the classroom are, are really a key metric. And then as we look at student need, as we look at the reasons why students aren't passing, then we can target some of our programming to address those specific concerns. Yeah, and I think that's something really that, uh, you know, last year the focus on, on really identifying you know, students by name and need. You know, what is it that our kids need to be successful and really targeting in, uh, you know, targeting those students that um, had D's and F's in their classes. I think that was really uh, important, you know, especially last year with our kids that were learning through this new environment of remote learning and those things. Um, focusing in on, on, on students' individual needs, um, I think is really uh, important as we kind of work through um, you know, how effective we are, what we're doing with our students. And by focusing on the students that way, we can make sure that we're maintaining our high standards in the classroom. You know, at York, we pride ourselves on a very rigorous curriculum. Yeah. So yeah. What, we're, what we're doing in the classroom doesn't change. It's, it's when students struggle, and then we can address how the reasons they're struggling. And one of the things we put in place last year was having a Saturday Academy where voluntarily students could come on a Saturday morning, and we had York teachers serving as uh, free tutors. Right. So the students could come yeah. for, for three or four hours on a Saturday morning, get access to an English teacher, a science teacher, a social studies teacher, you know, whatever they needed. Um, and, and that was something that we could do specifically for students that were struggling in their classes. We have um, some supports that operate in the day. We have our math lab. We have peer tutors. And so if we can really target those interventions to the student need, uh, we can get them caught up and we can provide them the supports uh, so that they can be successful. And that's a really good point too. I think, you know, when we talk about even equity, you know, we want to, we obviously set the standard extremely high and we want to make sure that we're putting supports in place for all students to make sure that they attain high levels of success in the classroom and really maximize their potential. So um, I, I think it's important to really look at that through, uh, through that equity lens as well. But um, I really love the work that we've done last year. We started last year with the Saturday Success Program. And then also we had the uh, Winter Academy in place last year, if you recall, and that helped many of our students. Yeah, and that Winter Academy, um, we, had, we had a number of students that were earning incompletes, and I think part of our swap between remote learning and, and hybrid, and, and it was really tough for students to, to master their, um, or to be, man, to be managers of their own time. And so 
a lot of students hadn't quite shown uh, what they needed to by the end of the semester. And so we brought students in that same model where we had some teachers here to, to guide students through finishing their work, whether it was turning in some projects, making up some tests, writing some papers, things like that. But we were able to clear out a tremendous number of incompletes and get students credit. And it wasn't because that they were lazy and it wasn't because um, they had fallen behind. It was really just because I think the, the time management piece uh, was, was an extra hurdle for them. Well, it was challenging for everybody, I yeah, think, with, yeah. with COVID and, and going through the, the multiple um, platforms of learning, you know, remote, hybrid, in-person. So, yeah. But that was great. Um, I think, once again, I mean, we're, we are off to a great start, and, and many of these programs are going to remain in place this year. And once again, we are committed to making sure that our students um, have the support necessary so that they can be successful. And we are off to a great start. Um, we're looking forward to homecoming next week. And uh, just, once again, providing our students with all these opportunities. Um, we're not going to let COVID slow us down. We're still going to make sure that our students um, are getting everything that they need. And um, I think we're off to a great start so far. Yeah, this, is, uh, this year feels so much better than last year. It's very uh, different. Yes. Got, there's energy in the building. The students are here. Uh, your football team is on a tear. So, uh, Yeah, all of our athletic programs are really yeah, tearing it up this year. I, so. I keep, keep your eye on the, uh, on the women's cross-country team. They're, uh, they got their eyes on the prize. So. Yeah, big, big meet for them this past weekend at Lake Park. So they're doing a great job. So we're really excited. And um, once again, we're, we're excited for the school year. We're excited to do these podcasts. And um, I hope you enjoy this and uh, this new format of communicating with, with our families and alum and, you know, just the entire York community, Elmer's community. So, um, yeah, thank you for being my guest today. This was great. Thank you. And go Dukes. Go Dukes. Hello, uh, my name is Drew McGuire. I'm the assistant principal for student activities. And I am here today to speak a little bit about different activities that we have going on in the building and some exciting times. And right now we are preparing for our homecoming week. So joining me today, I have our student body president, Aaron Lindgren. Uh, and Aaron and I are gonna be talking a little bit about the homecoming activities. So Aaron, why don't you take a minute to just uh, introduce yourself, uh, a little bit about your role in student council. Sure, thanks for having me, Mr. McGuire. So uh, like you said, I'm the student body president of student council. So that means I oversee all the activities we're planning and I help out with coordinating logistics and, um, and I work with the administration as well as the advisors like Mr. Moran and Dr. Berrigan. And um, I talk a lot with the, I try to represent the student body um, in the activities we're doing, such as homecoming where we have some new changes for this year, but it's super exciting, so. Awesome, well, really excited that you have uh, taken a few minutes to talk with us today. Um, so let's dive into homecoming and uh, let's talk a little bit about what we have going on throughout the week. Maybe we can start with Spirit Week. Sure. So um, Spirit Week starts on Monday the 20th with Class Color Day. So freshmen will be wearing purple, sophomores showing up in their red, juniors will be in blue, seniors in pink, and then the staff um, gets to wear black, which was a highly requested color. <laughs> and then Tuesday we have Tropical Tuesday like usual. Um, and Wednesday will be our theme day, so that's Once Upon a Time. You can wear like Star Wars, Disney, any characters, just Once Upon a Time is pretty much up for interpretation, so whatever you think would fit that theme. And then of course we have Jersey Thursday, like the tradition goes, and Green and White on Friday, our big game day against LT. And then the Monday after, we're all tired from the game and the dance, so that's our pajama day. 
But some like awesome days. Um, one of the other highlights of the week is our hallway decorating contest. Can you speak a little bit about that and how that's looking for this year? Yeah, so currently we have 24 groups signed up to decorate um, Wednesday of homecoming week, the 22nd. Um, and our school record for of all time is 25 groups. So if we just get one or two more, we'll be record breaking for the amount decorating. That's fantastic. Yeah, very exciting stuff. So basically on Wednesday after school, all of these clubs get together and they each have a specific area, whether that's the hallway outside on A290, like Best Buddies has, or outside the principal's office, like that hallway that Girls Tennis has. Everybody has a specific area and they have just a unique um, decorating style that they that goes along with the theme usually. And then there's a big contest where the winners are announced at pep rally. Do you have a uh, favorite in mind or is there a hallway that you always enjoy walking through? Um, I really like to see the different culture clubs, like Spanish club, Italian club is a big fan favorite usually. So those are on the second floor of the A building. I would look out for those. Awesome, great. Um, and then also another big event is our girls flag football between the junior and senior class. Yes, so that is next Wednesday, September 22nd of homecoming week. The big game is at 6.30 p.m. We currently have 270 girls signed up to either be playing or be cheering on the sidelines because uh, girls who are in fall sports like myself, we can't play just because of risk of injury and um, stuff like that. But we have a lot of people who are ready to show up cheer on their class, people who are going to be actually playing in the game. And we also have our king and queen of the couch groups have a big performance at halftime to the fight song. So that's something I've been going to see since like seventh grade. It's very funny, very fun, and it might help you figure out who to vote for in that competition. Definitely look forward to the halftime show by our couch groups for sure. That is a highlight every year. Yes. Um, and then this Friday, or no, next Friday, excuse me, we have our pep rally, which I believe will be outside. Could you speak a little more on that? Mr. Yeah, Carter? absolutely. So we are moving our pep rally outdoors this year. This is, uh, I don't know if it's the first time in history we've ever been outside, but uh, I would definitely say in recent history, this is the first time we have moved the pep rally outdoors. So we have some logistical issues with that, uh, you know, getting across to the stadium. Uh, so on Friday the 24th, after school, we'll have a shortened bell period, and then we will be holding our pep rally at the stadium um, in the bleachers of the football field. So we have some great activities planned. I don't want to give those away because I know student council has been working very hard to plan those um, activities, but we're excited to have the marching band out there our cheer and palm squads um, and it'll be really exciting so a couple logistics we want to make sure that the parking lot is closed after 1:30 on the pep rally day which means we don't want students to be trying to park or leave while we have students walking into the bleacher so we will be closing the senior parking area by 1:30 that day um, and then we'll be ending right before around like 2:45, so we can get students back across the street to get to their buses that they want to go. Students that don't want to participate in the pep rally, we will have the commons available that they can stay back uh, and wait for their buses there. So really excited about that. And then last but not least, on Saturday, we have our homecoming dance. So uh, are you excited, Erin? I'm very excited. First dance in two years. Um, very, very exciting. We'll have dancing outside this year with DJ Pigeon, who is our favorite DJ from the 2020 winter dance in February 
And there's a lot of fun new um, perks for this year's dance. We have the entire field house will be open with a photo booth, um, some games like mini golf, ski ball type of games. Um, and there's even an Italian ice truck outside, which is free to all students who come. Um, the tickets are being sold in the bookstore. They went on sale today and you can buy them at the bookstore for $20. And if you decide you want to come last minute, you can still come at the door for 25. And part of that money is also going to be donated uh, to a charity of student council's choice. So we're really excited about that. Each dollar, uh, $1 from every ticket will be donated. So we're really excited. We are very excited to have a dance for the first time in two years, like Aaron was talking about. Uh, we want to make sure that the dance is safe and accessible to every student who wants to join us. The weather is looking fantastic for an outdoor event. So we're really pumped up about that. York, get your homecoming tickets now. Get your um, spirit wear ready for next week. We're looking forward to a fantastic week uh, capped off by our homecoming dance. Aaron, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. Uh, and thank you all for listening, and go Dukes! DukeCast is a production of the students of York High School. This episode was edited by Jack Borchers. The fight song is courtesy of the York Marching Band. For more information about York High School, visit the links in the show notes of this episode. Thank you.